It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time we previewed the championship game of Nick Madness. Yeah, and we got our results almost 3,000 votes on the championship poll, which was crazy. Super exciting to see. Zuko did end up winning with 65% of the vote versus Aang's 35% of the vote, which is, you know, it's relatively close. Yeah, 3,000 votes, guys. That's awesome. We told you to retweet it. We told you to share around. It's like all of our hardcore listeners did it. Uh, You know, Ashley's brother retweeted us, which got us the vast majority (laughs) of our votes, but still really exciting. And hopefully we have some new listeners now since the poll came out. We got a lot more Twitter followers, so... Uh, If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are just returning to our usual format, which is discussing an episode of Nickelodeon a week. And we just finished Nick Madness. Zuko won the entire thing. When this first started, Ashley and I said, you know, we were debating over who we thought would win, but we both agreed Zuko should win. He is the best Nicktoon character. And it's awesome that everyone agreed with us. Not everyone, but a lot of people agreed with us. Yeah, like I, I said from the beginning that I I was like, I have my prediction bracket just based on what I'm thinking will happen, but I will not be mad if I lose as long as Zuko wins. So... <laughs> and a Zuko versus Aang finale. As much as we love Spongebob, we were both kind of hoping Spongebob didn't go too far. Uh, and I don't think either of us anticipated Spongebob not even making the final four. That was a twist. Spongebob was the most predicted winner and was not in the final four. So Aang made it to the finals. Aang, another very worthy character to win it all. And one of the greatest, not only Nickelodeon protagonists, but one of the best protagonists of all time. His arc is so complicated and nuanced. Uh, Zuko's is devastating, but at the same time, Aang has to reckon with the fact that, you know, his entire world is gone. Imagine if you or I woke up a hundred years from now in a completely changed world, the same age that we are now. That's a really hard thing to come to grips with, and I think they write it really well. Absolutely. And in case it's not clear that we're going to be going in this direction, and nothing, I think, has uh, been ruined thus far, but there will definitely be spoilers, and I say this anytime of the two times we've covered this show. If you haven't seen it, don't listen, because I think it's absolutely worth watching, even if you didn't see it when it first came out. I didn't even watch it until, I think, like, two or three years ago in its entirety. So, well worth stopping now, listening to the whole... Not listening to... Watching the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but we will be throwing all sorts of spoilers around in this episode. Yep. And, uh, yeah, until we can get our uh, podcast yip-yip greenlit and on the air, uh, we won't be discussing Avatar very often. So it's kind of special when we do get to do this. Uh, In my dreams, I would love to do a We're In Between, like we did for As Told by Ginger, for this show but uh and we Ashley and I just talked about it a little bit and we're we're thinking we're not quite there yet but maybe someday who knows but until then watch it all yourself and then you can re-watch it with us whenever we do it yeah it's definitely a show you know I've seen it it's in its entirety but definitely worth going back to watch a second time even just watching this episode got me super excited Mm-hmm. Um, I've probably watched through the whole series three or four times now, but it's been a few years. I feel like it's one you need to dust off every once in a while. Absolutely. 
All right, so. guys. Well, this week we have a Prince Zuko and Aang-themed episode from Avatar The Last Airbender. It's called The Western Air Temple, and again, we'll be majorly spoiling. This is near the end of the entire show, so huge spoilers from here on out. Turn off the podcast now if you have not listened, if you have not watched Avatar The Last Airbender. Also, you guys be sure to follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast, no underscore there. Review us on iTunes so that others can find the podcast. For those of you that are new, maybe you've, you know, really enjoyed what we're throwing out here. We always appreciate getting those reviews. Thanks to all the new followers we got from the tournament, and we hope that you guys keep tuning in and enjoy the show. And a quick moment to uh, thank Ashley. Uh, hopefully you guys saw my tweet that uh, Ashley sent some lovely Avatar-themed gifts, uh, an Iroh pin, which is ironic because we th- threw some major disrespect on his name by not including him in the tournament, yeah, which in I hindsight, actually... I would have included him. <laughs> I actually got the pin almost as an apology to Iroh, and he's holding <laughs> on to this, this uh, you know, cup of tea, which just seemed so appropriate, so... I wrote, uh-huh. we love you, even though you weren't in the tournament. He would have something wise and understanding to say about how we <laughs> left him off anyway. He would be so gracious about it. So, uh, uh, And then also there was an Avatar coloring book, which is amazing. Some of these beautiful pictures I cannot wait to, to fill in. Or maybe I'll save it till you're in town again, Ashley. Uh, and the favorite both of our favorites a shirt that's uh the four elements and it's bender from futurama so it says like airbender waterbender earthbender firebender and he's like he's like so he's like farting for airbender right he's drinking for waterbender what's he doing for firebender smoking smoking good uh <laughs> yikes and for earthbender he's like stealing a diamond or something it's gold i love it so much yeah and i know casey's a huge futurama fan as well so it just it seemed like the right thing to do absolutely yeah good find uh also the 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 reason these were sent to me is because i did officially win nick madness which is kind of boring won my own tournament but I was in first with 152 points out of a total 190 possible. Ray came in a very close second and probably had the more impressive performance in terms of number of games correct. I just happened to get like one more of the more important ones. Uh, so Ray had 149 points. Yesenia in third place with 136. And then my dad in fourth with 125. Everyone else's standings, well, I mean, all the standings remain the same. But the top four all predicted Prince Zuko to win it all. So congratulations to us. That's <laughs> me, Ray, Yesenia, and my dad for uh, for getting that final game right. Yeah, and for those of you guys like me who did not predict the final winner there, remember that you're in the major- majority here, so we don't have to feel too bad. We're, we're amongst <laughs> good friends. That is true. And whatever you need to tell yourselves to get through it, totally understand. Uh, so, I mean, you know, some people... For the, for the four of us who got it right, we don't have to ask those kind of questions, but you guys do what you have to do. You know, look, I still have my my beautiful trivia win. Weeks and months of grueling trivia questions thrown my way that I managed to tear down. So, you know, I think at the end of the day... You know, it's it's up to you guys, really. Who do you think is the more uh, more impressive Nicktoon 
I don't even know, knowledge expert. It's it's hard to say, guys. <laughs> well, who do, it's 2018, you know? Who does trivia anymore? That's so old hat. That's the old podcast when we did three episodes a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just messing. Congrats, Casey. Obviously, I... I uh... I respect my failures, and I am willing to send over gifts. It's how it's how it works. It it is how we work, and I do respect <laughs> your trivia your trivia wins, even though it was agonizing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My hashtag Friday Night Nick Loons. Now let's get started. All right, you guys, this one, again, is from Avatar The Last Airbender, entitled The Western Air Temple. It's from Book 3, Episode 12, and originally aired July 14th, 2008. In this one, Zuko follows Aang and his friends to the Western Air Temple, seeking to join their group. There, he desperately tries to prove to them he has changed for the better. It is only after Zuko helps save them from Combustion Man that he receives their acceptance as Aang's firebending teacher and the fifth member of Team Avatar. However, an embittered and venomous Katara still refuses to believe that Zuko has really changed and threatens to take his life at the slightest sign of any treachery. Yeah, this show is intense. I mean, it's it's really hard to compare against any of the other Nicktoons. It's why we wanted this to win so badly is because it has such a strong arc and it has such strong characters. Um, don't get me wrong, I love characters from shows like Hey Arnold. I love characters from As Told by Ginger. I think they tell a very real, very understandable sort of arc of their lives too. But man, this... It's life or death. It's the entire world at stake. And the world they created is just so beautiful. Um, It's been a long time since we've touched this show. I was already pumped just from the the intro, ready ready to get going here. Yeah, to be exact, it has been 82 episodes of our podcast since the last time we discussed this show. Uh, Although we've certainly discussed it a bit in the last seven weeks through Nick Madness. Yeah, it's that's it's so hard to do one-off episodes, and especially along with our show's format and everything, it just it feels so out of place to talk about bits and pieces of this. I think right. it works here because we're really breaking down the characters, but I I agree with Casey that if we're ever really going to dive into the show, it's going to be in its entirety. But I am glad that we get this moment. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive in. We we sort of come in at this place where Zuko has decided that he no longer wants to kill the Avatar. And th- this whole thing also, I mean, there's tons of backstory behind it that we could could get behind as to how he gets here, right? How he even gets to this decision. But it's kind of this awkward struggle. He's like rehearsing um, <laughs> what he's going to say to them to a, I don't know, it's a frog probably crossbreeded with something, right? Yeah, all the animals in this show are combinations of two animals in our world. I love the animals of the Avatar universe. And this scene, it's Zuko by himself, and it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. He's going, (laughs) he's like, hey, uh, hello, Zuko here. Uh, I'm good now. I'm not bad. 
sorry about trying to kill you. And he's just yeah. like <laughs> kind of spitballing and trying to figure out. It's such a good point. Like, what do you say to your most like your your rival for the last several months who you've tried to kill and tried to hunt down and who you thought your honor hinged on? How do you approach him and say, let's be friends now? It takes a lot of humility, which as we have seen Zuko struggle to learn humility, but it's, you know, why Iroh is such a great influence on him is I really think Zuko there's no way he becomes the man that he is by the end of the show without Iroh's influence oh absolutely Iroh is now that's that's a difficult question for me is Iroh versus Zuko who would I vote for in that one that's a struggle um but yeah it's it's just funny he he says things like hey I'd be good to teach you firebending. You've seen me firebend, you know, when I was attacking you. Like, he's just, like, stumbling <laughs> through it. It's such a mess. Um, and I guess to backtrack a little bit, technically right before, right, um, Aang is talking about how he needs a firebending teacher. Um, because, you know, he's realizing that he really does need to master all four elements, even though he's been sort of avoiding firebending for a while. Um, both because of when he burned guitar and i think just in general he's least inclined to want to learn firebending um yeah it's the scary element it's like the slytherin house in harry potter it's like it's sort of known for bad people even though it totally doesn't have to be like just because there is a culture within the fire kingdom and granted they are an evil empire like let's not forget that but it doesn't mean that every single firebender is on the side of fire lord ozai However, most of them are. So it makes sense that air, water, and earthbenders are all skeptical of the Fire Nation, especially Earth, the Earth Kingdom, who I feel like has especially clashed with the Fire Nation historically. So yeah, there's a lot of prejudice at play here. There's a lot of literal examples of Zuko not being trustworthy. Like Katara says at the end of the episode, you and I both know you have struggled to do the right thing in the recent past. And that's so true. Yeah, and he's he has sort of had that sort of back and forth too, right? There's a moment where him and Katara are really getting close and you can tell he's thinking about going with them a while back and he changes his mind at the last minute. He's like, you know what? No, I need, a, I need to fight for my honor. He has this struggle. He goes back and forth on things a lot. It's part of what makes him such a good character is that he doesn't just decide you know what i am good that's the right thing to do and calls it a day like right. the arc has this whole this whole roller coaster of things going down um in season one he's pure vi- or book one he's pure villain right and then book two we azula takes over as the main villain and we see zuko is more sympathetic even though he's still you know he he pushes farther away he pushes away from iroh he doubles down he hires an assassin to kill ang and then in season three he slowly but surely comes around and ultimately spoiler alert past this episode in case for some reason you've only watched to this episode uh he ultimately is a huge part of the reason why Aang is able to bring down uh, fi- the Fire Lord and the entire Fire Empire. Okay, I do need to take a quick pause here because it has to happen because it's just like, it's the one thing about this show that just never sits right with me is the assassin, this combustion man, is just so random, right? <laughs> We've got the firebenders, earthbenders, waterbenders, airbenders... 
And this guy, this guy that just was born able to combust out of his forehead for some reason. It's so weird, right? Yeah. Like it's, and he can't fire bend, right? He's not a bender. He's just a combustor who only shows up for the sake of being an assassin against Aang. It's so weird. I don't well, know. He is firebending still, right? But he can't firebend. No, he's not a firebender. But like what he is doing is bend, is a form of bending, yes? But kind of, right? Because he can't actually do it. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Like it's weird, right? Because there's like blood bending is a form of water bending, but water right. benders only can do it. Whereas right. like, he's not bending. He has this weird thing on his forehead, right? Like he's it's yeah. not coming from any sort of a normal bending technique. It's bizarre. Um, it does feel manufactured just to get Team Avatar <laughs> into deeper trouble. It's like, things are bad, but how can they get worse? How about a killer assassin who shoots lasers out of his eye? And to the show writer's credit, he is terrifying. He, oh, he sure is. is scary. And and don't get me wrong, he he does a good job of being what he is, but it, I, don't, I don't know. It's just never sat right. It's it's one of those things that for whatever reason, like, you know, I can buy into a lot of crazy stuff going on in the Avatar world. And then there's just this guy and I don't know why. I just, I needed to get my rant out that every time he shows up, I'm like, why though? Like, why can he for, and just him? And, and I think there's a, there's a character in Korra that can do the same thing and it's equally unexplained. But anyways... Anyways, that's not that's not what I want to make the uh, <laughs> bulk of this episode discussion, but I did need to get it out of my system real quick. Absolutely. And this is one of his final or his final appearance in the show, right? So uh, it feels fitting to talk about him. Also, while we're on the topic, here's my weekly meme challenge, which seems to be a thing. Can someone make me a uh, Combuskin man? So the Pokemon, I believe it's the second, the evolved form before Blaziken in Gen 3. Uh, so give me a give me a shop, however you want to interpret it. If it's combustion man's head on a combustion, or combustion's head on a combustion combustion man, just uh, make it happen, folks. <laughs> yeah, make make Casey happen, or not happen, happy <laughs> with your your crazy memes, you crazy kids, you. We've had um, some good ones. I'll start archiving them because uh, it's been great. <laughs> yeah, it's it has it has you know. As much as I hate Casey's terrible idea of memes, your guys' execution of them always far exceeds my expectations. Amazing. But, so yeah, we, moving, moving uh, on from Combustion Man, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're trying to talk about Prince Zuko the most, obviously, but we should touch a little more on Team Avatar and their dynamic in this episode, separate from Zuko, right? Absolutely. And I think we do see a couple of good moments here with Aang that really get into his character, right? Like, they keep saying, like, hey, we've got to talk about this you finding a firebending teacher thing. And he's like, what? Can't hear you. Hey, want to watch me do a flip? Like, things like that. He And that's right. that's a lot of his character, right? And it's fair. He's missed out on so much of his childhood. Yeah. Right? He didn't really get to have one. He's such a fun-loving person. He doesn't really want this war to be happening. Yeah. And he has a lot of internal struggle with how to deal with all of the mess that it is. And I think... I really do think he is he is such a good protagonist and that he's he's got just this lighthearted feel. He doesn't really want to take things seriously. And he does take things seriously when he absolutely has to, but you can you can feel him trying to fight against it. 
Yeah, he's more serious than Sokka for sure, but but that's why him and Katara make such a good pair in that Katara grounds him and Katara is all business all the time and someone like Aang needs someone like her and uh, and she's very fierce and in her own right. I'm a big Katara fan and I'm thrilled to see how far she went in our tournament. Yeah, and she, I mean, her ending scene is so intense right when she goes off on Zuko and is like you might have everyone else fooled but if I for even a second see any glimpse of anything that you might do to hurt Aang uh, what what does she say she says you won't have to worry about your destiny anymore and I love the moment I love the line let me tell you something right now you know it's terrifying I do wish they had just ended it there right she goes you won't have to worry about your destiny anymore that would have been a great final line instead she then goes because you won't have a destiny if when I'm through with you and it's like well obviously that's what you meant right yeah it's a little it does go on maybe maybe a few words too far but, but she's also a kid I don't think it's faulty writing I think it's just Katara getting carried away because that's what she does <laughs> that's fair but it still does not take away from right it's an like intense if that moment, had been it's... Azula it would have ended right there she would have left it coy and terrifying but Katara also doesn't know how to be a villain so I take back what I said I think it's a great line I think it makes sense that she takes it a beat too far and over explaining she's kind of like do you get it because I'll kill you because it's like she doesn't really believe it herself I think and she's trying to convince herself that she is capable of that yeah, and that, that in itself too, right? Katara's not a particularly violent person here. Seeing her get like this is yeah. not out of character, but you know, it's it's an intense character moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. So to bounce back one more time, in that scene that I was talking about that I love with Zuko talking to himself, he then is sort of debating like, oh, what would I, what would uncle say? And then he's sort of talking as uncle, like your true self will only reveal itself when you blah, blah, blah to itself. He's like, I don't even know what he's saying when I'm, when I'm speaking for him. Uh, And then he's like, well, what would Azula say? And he does like a bad Azula impression about basically giving Aang an ultimatum. And at the end, he's like, I guess I'm just not very good at impressions. And this bullfrog animal thing just sort of ribbits at him, which is the perfect button on a beautiful scene. It really is. Um, Also, one more character that we have to talk about, right? Uh, Toph in this, too. She's the only one. So, So Zuko does come in and he gives his awkward speech and no one's buying it. And Toph is kind of the sole party that's like, guys, look, he needs a firebending teacher. We've got to at least try and hear him out. Mm -hmm. So she goes over and he accidentally burns her feet. And there's a lot of uh, things that I think make that good. One, obviously, Toph's feet is what she uses to see. So it's a very important part for her. Yeah. And it's also, you see immediately Zuko gets really apologetic. Like, wait, let me help you. No, I didn't mean to. And it, it kind of goes back to just his entire struggle right he even when he's trying not to hurt people he just does right like he he has this lack of control and both literally in his firebending but also just figuratively he keeps struggling to be able to do the right thing and to your point like the fact that it's firebending is is devastating too because that's what this is all about right it's not really about Zuko it's not really about Aang it's about the avatar needs to learn firebending to save the world and 
Toph is like, great, we need a firebending teacher. And then he burns her with the very bending that he's saying he can teach Aang. So it's just it's just a recipe for disaster. It's that classic dramatic irony of like, we know Zuko didn't mean it. Toph kind of knows, but she's still like, man, maybe they were right. It's a really upsetting scene, especially when you see how devastated Zuko is. And he says this amazing line, which really sums up where he is in the show in this episode. He says, why am I so bad at being good? It's tough. It's tough because he's really trying, but he doesn't know how. He's making missteps. He accidentally reveals to Aang that he was the one that sicked a combustion man on him in the first place. They weren't entirely sure. So, like, when he was like, I'll teach you firebending. I know, I sent a trained assassin after you. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, why did I tell them that? I could have told them it was Azula. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I mean, he does end up sort of, uh, one, well, he tries to call the assassin off and it doesn't work, but he does take the assassin down in the end and it sort of gains an amount of trust. And I, I do think too, another really big, important moment, Aang goes ahead and he is like, I'm ready for you to be my firebending teacher. I think that this is the right thing to do. And Zuko's like, thanks for letting me be a part of your team. And Aang immediately goes and he's like, well, hold on. I need to get approval from my friends first. And that's so Aang too, right? He really does treasure his friendships so much. They are so important to him. It's such a sweet moment. And that's what makes him better than like Harry Potter, you know, who has the weight of the world on his shoulders. And he kind of has that big shot thing to him. Uh, And Aang, he never once real like owns the fact that he's the most important person in the world, except when he needs to. And, or when uh, uh, there, there is the brief moment in, what is it? The one island where all the girls are after him. <laughs> that's true. He does he have his brief moment, there, but that's but very him and him? <laughs> understandable. So anyways, sorry. Yeah, no, he just never, besides, you know, using it to like flirt or whatever, <laughs> it's never like, well, I'm the avatar and what I say goes. He, his friends yes. are his advisors. And he trusts them a lot. I think part of it is, well, they're not older than him. They're, <laughs> well, like, they, right. they kind of are, but, you know, Aang's over, he's 110 years old, right? But he might as well be like 10. Uh, so <laughs> he trusts them because they're his friends. And when he says to Zuko, I'm ready for this, I still have to ask my friends if it's okay with them. What a powerful moment. And that, that moment made me realize, like, oh, if Aang had won, I would have been thrilled too. He's a, a wonderful character he really is and i think he he goes through just as much internal struggle in different ways than zuko but still things things like the finale right which again spoilers here but him trying to figure out a way to not kill the fire lord and like literally everywhere he turns everyone he turns to is like nope you just gotta kill him it's what you gotta (laughs) do like he he has a lot of internal struggle moments as well um but yeah, the show is full of great characters. Um, all, really, all of them. Yeah, I think Every Sokka, single character in my opinion, in is show. he is great comic relief, and mm-hmm. he is he's got some amazing jokes written for him that are just really, really awesome. But he's probably the least. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to explain this. Not least serious character, but he has the least intense moments. I feel like as an individual. 
I think he's overrated for sure, but I do think his arcs with Suki and uh, the other girl are beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, dating the moon is pretty rough. Yeah, and that whole story was so beautiful, and like seeing him get serious when he, because he is an a of an age where like he would fall in love with somebody, and then how he learns how to move on from her and like accept her in his heart, but then move on to somebody else because he can't have her is really stunning. Um, not really the focus of this podcast episode today, but just to no, give my little I... Sokka defense, he does have its moments. Oh, don't get me wrong. That and I, I do think he has his moments. I just feel like he is less moments than the others i guess if that makes sense yeah um but yeah a seriously amazing cast of of characters going on here i um you know every time you you revisit this show you just want to you want to watch the whole thing over again yeah it's a beautiful story we also do get a couple of flashbacks too with Zuko talking to Iroh and those are beautiful as well. Um, and sort of uh, him realizing that Iroh, who he calls the laziest man in the Fire Kingdom, mm. he he like feels regret over it. And, yeah, know. the flashbacks at the beginning and the end of the episode are very well placed. Yeah, and... I can't believe we we didn't mention it at all, but just gotta gotta do it right. The music. Yep. Yeah. Well, the way <laughs> what I love about Avatar in the world is the way the like visuals of the world kind of interact intersect with the music. Like the music just perfectly captures what you see on screen, so that even if it was silent, I like the the voice acting. I feel like I could understand the gist of what was happening. It's also smart. It doesn't steal the the show at all, but it's there to support the action that's happening. And like, you gotta love that theme too, especially like, I'm not going to spoil the moment, but there's a moment in Korra where something epic happens at the end of season one and the Avatar theme song comes in and it's just one of my favorite television moments. It's just like, oh my God, this, the musical storytelling is so incredible. It really is. Yeah. I just, I feel like we would... We would be missing something if we talked about any episode of the show and didn't dig into that a little bit because it it really is beautiful. It makes you feel the emotions of all the scenes even more than just the just the voice acting everything. This show is incredible. Um, I hope we find a time to do the sort of we're in between style uh, spin off of this or maybe replace the podcast for a little while with this. We're, we're playing around with things. Um, what if Ashley, what if we make that the Twitter poll this week? Okay. Like, so, and I think we, we place it as something like, which would you prefer an avatar only podcast or not for, you know what I mean? Something, something that isn't just literally, would you want us to do an avatar podcast? Right. I mean, I want to find out if people would be okay if we just like, made the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast an Avatar podcast for 40 weeks or however many episodes. It would be be different. I don't know. I feel like the rewatchers would like it, and the people who listen to the show who haven't watched it absolutely need to, so what a perfect opportunity. You know, know? let's let's go ahead and throw that on the poll. I like that idea, and we'll see. And we, we won't be offended, guys, if you really do love us just for our random Nicktoons content. Totally understand that, too. But I think it would be good to to pull people and sort of ask them a 
would you prefer 40 weeks of avatar or no just keep doing what you're doing you know what i mean right and ideally in a perfect world we would do both it's just it's hard enough to get the one episode out a week at this point so we just yeah. don't want to set ourselves up to fail you know absolutely um all right i think i think we've said everything that we need to say is there any Ooh, other lingering I points strongly disagree with that ashley i've got one more <laughs> to me one of the most important lines in the whole series uh prince zuko says uh, you know, he's realizing to himself, or when he's, when he reconnects with, Ava, with, with, uh, the gang after he defeats Combustion Man for them, basically, he says, no one can give you your honor. It's something you earn for yourself by choosing to do what's right. All I want now is to play my part in ending this war. And the moment his delivery, the way Aang looks at him as he says it, and Aang, uh, Aang gives him this bow, uh, when they accept him as his firebending teacher and it's it's such a turning point moment in the series of like okay the tension is still there you know they they walk away in silence Zuko's all excited and then they all walk away from him which is such a cool moment that like nope sorry Zuko it's not gonna be that easy for you uh, but he is thrilled. He's still smiling even though they're kind of ignoring him and that entire moment is so great you know, Zuko learning, like, reclaiming his own honor and realizing he has to find it for himself is one of the most beautiful moments in this show. Uh, it really is a great, great episode, a great moment of a great episode, and it really was the perfect epi episode to capture our championship. This, we could have picked an Aang versus Zuko episode from, like, season one, but we wanted to capture Zuko's complicated dynamic a little better than that, so I feel like this shows both characters truly at their best. Zuko learning humility and humbling himself, and Aang learning forgiveness, and the two of them meeting in that is really beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's it's one of those episodes that sticks in your memory, for sure, out of the whole series. And there are other ones, too, that we had that sort of were really, really good Zuko episodes or really, really good Aang episodes, but we wanted to, you know, we wanted to had something that captured the whole cast as best as we could and I think that this is such a good good way to go about it but yeah okay now are we good I Anything think else so I yeah yeah I uh, <laughs> got a little intense there but that I, no I no you were not wrong uh, I'm I feel like there might be something else oh we have Duke in the 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 Duke sorry and the other earth king earth people who are just kind of hanging around in this episode I don't exactly remember the context for that but they are also there yes that, yeah I I was realizing that too but they're they're there and I'm sure plot wise things mattered and Mm -hmm. You know, but they're they're not the main focus of this. And, you know, as as uh, Toph says, if it's important, I'll find out. <laughs> so nice. Nice tie in. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right. Shall we shall we move on to the conclusion then? Let's do it. Alright guys, as we mentioned in our segment, our Twitter poll for this week is which version of the future Friday Night Nicktoons podcast do you prefer? One in which we only discuss the entirety of Avatar, so basically do what we did for We're In Between, but do it in place of this show every week, or we keep on exactly as we 
are. Uh, we won't be offended either way. I don't know about you, Ashley. I'm totally down to do either. Like, I'm always down for an Avatar rewatch. It's the same amount of work for us per week, you know? Uh, so I'll say, you know, we're not going to let the Twitter poll completely decide what we do, but if it's, like, overwhelmingly in favor of Avatar, I would absolutely be down to do it. Yeah, and same thing if it's overwhelmingly in favor of us keeping on what we're doing, then we'll keep on what we're doing. We we love the show as is, but I think we'd also love to do this one. So seriously, what would you like to listen to more is is what we really want to know, yeah. right? What what would get you most excited every week to, to be part of this? We are totally open. We just want to sort of, you know, get get an idea from you guys of where you stand with that all. Why don't, we mean, scrap, why don't we scrap the Twitter poll and let this be Ray's second place prize so they can just decide the future of the podcast for 40 weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's an appropriate uh, that second sounds place reasonable. prize, right? Yeah. Yeah, only 40 weeks or so. <laughs> uh, I mean, who needs the listeners anyways, right? <laughs> we'll raise a listener. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, Ugh. moving on. Um, but next week... Because we obviously, we if we do end up switching the format, I think we'd give you guys a few weeks for us to really clear out the shows that we need to revisit before we do it. Uh, but next week, for sure, we are doing a Rugrats episode. It's been a while since we've talked about those little guys. And so looking forward to to hitting that up again. As am I. Yeah, it's nice to get back in the routine of things and be totally done with Nick Madness. It was so much fun, but... We've spent a little longer on it this time than last year, and I think we're both uh, ready to move on now. All right, guys, hit up that social media. We've got a Twitter, we've got a Facebook, we've got a YouTube page, and we've got an Apple Podcasts account. Go ahead and leave us some reviews there and follow us on all of those. We really appreciate it. And with that, thanks so much as always for listening, and we'll catch you next week.